hop to it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast. I am so blessed to have Kayla Breesey join us today. Kayla is going to introduce herself, and I would just like to say thank you, Kayla, for being here, for being prepared to share your heart and everything that you do to help people step forward into their power. Please let us know who you are, what journey you're on, and what journey you've been through. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here and share my wisdom and a little bit of my backstory with all of you. So long story short, a little bit about me is I'm a certified life coach and a holistic healing practitioner, a marketing strategist, a speaker, and the author of Healing from Grief, Transforming Inner Pain, and various anthologies, one of which both Janine and I have coming out, uh, Embracing the Journey will be coming out on July 22nd. So I'm really excited about that. And we'll talk more about that later <laughs> throughout the show. But what I really do with my clients is it's multifaceted because I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I have a lot of different degrees and certifications, what have you. So the nice thing about working with me is you get to tap into all of the skill set, all of my experience and tools that I have. So there's never a one size fits all approach to what I'm doing. So what I really work with my clients is really helping them transform their lives by looking at breaking them free from what's holding them back. So this could be inner healing that they need to work through with with past traumas. It could be um, limiting beliefs. It could be just fears that they have that are really holding them and and keeping them stuck and not moving forward. And, you know, a lot of times too, it could also be as, you know, you know, Janine, we work with a lot of, you know, uh, energy healing and things like that. It's also looking at your, your overall whole well-being, you know, your mind, body, soul, spirit, and looking at, is there anything that's blocking you energetically that's moving you from where you are now from putting from moving forward? So the idea at the end of working with me is really to help them break free from that, really step into their power, tap into their unique God-given gifts that they have, whatever those may be for the individual and help them live their life. That is vibrant. That's, you know, where they're leaving their mark on the world and making an impact and go forward and, you know, continue to share their gifts with others. So it's a, it's a transformative and really rewarding experience. So I, I always love diving into that, but it's uh, it's also very interesting uh, to say the least, because as you know, as you work with clients, no two clients are ever the same. Mm-hmm. And so it's always, uh, it's fun. I'm a strategist at heart. That's where my brain always goes. So everyone gets a unique strategy when they come to work with me and we figure out how to get them from point A to point B and figure out that healing journey and how to get them unstuck and moving forward. Kayla, I love that you've brought up, yes, there's strategy and there's healing that goes with the strategy. Yes. You have had a very, um, I hesitate to use the word intimate, but a very close association with trauma. Would you like Mm -hmm. to share a bit about that? Because as as we've chatted over various things, Trauma mm-hmm. presents itself in certain ways, and it's often not as noticeable in some people mm-hmm. as in others. Could you share a bit on that for us, please? Yes, definitely. So even for myself, like full transparency, I didn't realize that I was experiencing trauma until it was actually very blatantly pointed out to me because I just was going through the motions. I was just dealing with things as they were coming through and just and dealing with it, and for me, the way that I was dealing with my trauma is I was essentially almost like high functioning, right? Like 
it was there, it was present and I was dealing with it, but I didn't acknowledge that that's really what it was. And as I reflect and I look back and I encourage others to do this as well is really look through the really difficult experiences in your life and look and see how you probably have experienced some form of trauma, some form of grief and loss that you really don't uh, realize is really present in that moment. So I've overcome a lot of different things in the past 10 to 15 years, more so than what I've ever thought I've had to experience from, you know, dealing with infertility for nine years, struggling to conceive to finally being able to conceive. Um, I went through a really difficult divorce. I lost my dad, which is the really, you know, close relationship and intimate relationship that I have with trauma. But I've gone through a lot of different things that have really stretched me personally that have forced me to grow. And when I look back at losing my dad, it was by far the most significant traumatic experience of my life. It's been the most impactful, uh, both good and bad. And it was really difficult for me to really accept that I was experiencing any form of trauma. I think because I had the the limiting belief in, in the viewpoint that trauma was really associated with bigger events in life, more traumatic, really traumatic things that are going on and not so much connected to the loss of a loved one. Not that's not to downplay that a loss of a loved one is any less traumatic than some really horrible things that other people experience, but it's a different level. It's a different, Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to look at it like a grading scale, it's a, it's a Mm -hmm. lower grading scale for me is what it was. And until I realized that I was really experiencing trauma, I wasn't able to really heal. I wasn't able to really address the root of the problem of what was really going on because Mm -hmm. I put my blinders on. I was staying Mm -hmm. in in my little box. I was ignoring things. I was blatantly ignoring all the signs (laughs) of having trauma, let's be honest, because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to address it. I didn't want to admit it that there was anything going on. And when I was diagnosed with having signs of PTSD after the loss of my dad, that really, you know, let's be honest, it, it was a hard blow to my ego. Um, it forced, it forced me, it really did. It forced me to really look deep within and really start my healing journey and take it seriously because I wasn't, uh, I, I thought I was doing okay with processing my grief and my thought in my loss. I thought I was doing okay with processing everything that was happening and, you know, embracing the new life that I had without my dad and, just trying to keep everything together. But the reality was I really wasn't, I mean, I was a, I was a hot mess. And, you know, in addition to the PTSD, I was diagnosed with, you know, having major depression and generalized anxiety disorder. So when I, when you add all of that in on top of having a traumatic experience and having signs of PTSD, it's, you know, and for me, it was earth shattering. It was, Uh, a very difficult uphill battle where I felt like I had, you know, hundred pounds of extra weight on my back in it. I was trucking along, just really kind of working through it. So it it took a lot of my energy. It took a lot of deep inner strength to be able to work through it. But, you know, until you address that, that trauma that you're experiencing, and it's going to show for every person it's going to show a little bit different than, uh, than the others. So, you know, for me, that traumatic experience, you know, it was really, things that I pinpointed was I was, I was Mm self-isolating. I wasn't willing to face the facts. I wasn't willing to 
admit what was really going on. So I had my, my shield and my guard up, you know, mm-hmm. I was, I was <laughs> diverting everything like, ah, there's nothing wrong. Perfectly fine. I'm, I'm okay, which I really wasn't, but that was a story I kept telling myself to really just keep moving. And so I kept burying all of those emotions and things down. I was really struggling with, um, even with my eating. So I was going through periods where I would overeat. I'd be emotional eating all the time. And then I'd go through the, the other side of that, where I wasn't eating mm-hmm. like, at all, <laughs> you know? Sure. And so it, it was, yeah, it was constant. I was mm-hmm. on a constant roller coaster, and a lot of that also co- weaves in, you know, the anxiety and the depression with all of that. But there were so many things, even with my sleeping, I was going through periods where I was sleeping all the time where, I mean, I was. I was honestly falling asleep, sitting up in the middle of working and typing on my computer. Like that, mm-hmm. that's how bad it got at some point. And then there was times that I was struggling to fall asleep. I couldn't sleep because I was so wired. My brain wouldn't shut off and I was reprocessing things. And for me, one of the, one of the things that kept replaying, well, there's a few of them, but things that kept replaying in my head and in my mind's eye was conversations that I had with my dad you know, making sure like that I'm not forgetting anything you told me that I, he, you know, wanted me to do after he passed. Um, but the big one was, was the moment when he took his last breath. And it was that me watching him, uh, his taking his last breath, what I said to him, the expressions on my sister's faces and my mom, that continually replays in my head over and over and over. Even now with us just celebrating, you know, the four year anniversary of his passing, it's still there. It's not as prevalent as what it was when I first, when he first passed, but it's, it's still there. And I'll be honest, I'll tell you it, uh, it triggered, it is still a trigger point for me. It's still something I'm working through and healing, but it's not as triggering as what it was. Mm -hmm. So when you're on this healing journey and you identify your triggers and you're working through your, your trauma, you know, you are going to have these periods where you're doing really great. You're going to be feeling amazing. You're like, yeah, I've got this. Like I'm healing, I'm moving forward. And then you're going to have days that just kind of hit you like a ton of bricks. And it's as if you're right back into that moment. And it's not to say that you're healing, that you're not healing. And it's not to say that you're not healing properly or not healing fast enough. It's a journey. Yes. And your journey for your healing is going to be very unique to you. So mm-hmm. someone might be able to heal through a very traumatic experience for them, because let's be honest, everyone's level of trauma and how they perceive it is going to be different for each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So it may take them longer than you, or it might take them shorter amount of time for you, but you can't compare your journey for your healing on what someone else is doing, because it's going to be unique to them. They're going to be able to process these adversities different than you, how they take these situations is going to be different and their unique healing path is going to be different. Right. You know, I've done, Lord knows I've done all kinds of stuff for my healing (laughs) from meditating to journaling, to energy work, to prayer and meditation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've done, I've done so many different things to help with my healing, but everything has been, it's worked in connection with each other. Mm-hmm. And the big thing for me was I was open to finding different ways to heal myself mm-hmm. and to work through everything that I was going through. So not only just dealing with, with the trauma, but also dealing with what can I do to help with my depression? What can I do to help with my, you know, generalized anxiety disorder? Mm-hmm. Because when you have GAD, the generalized anxiety disorder, you you're anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm you know, it, you, you live with it. It's part of who you are. It's, it's always there and you have these triggers. And so I really had to 
it was interesting when I got the diagnosis because it made perfect sense when I look back how many years I'm like, oh, I've had this for a long time. <laughs> but it really made me, you know, be more aware of what was happening so that when I was in those moments and I was being triggered and my anxiety was really, you know, kicking up a notch, mm-hmm. I could practice these different things to be able to bring down my, you know, the, the anxiety, help balance me out and what have you, you know, such as like EFT tapping or meditation or, you know, getting out my crystals or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, but it allowed me to really just open my mind and expand upon what I'm doing and know that I have all of these tools and different things that I can, I can leverage at any given point in time to be able to balance me out, ground me, uh, find my peace and serenity because who doesn't want that, right? <laughs> no I'm one wants sure. to feel icky in that moment, right? No yes. one wants to feel where they're just, they don't have control over their life. And so these tools, these, these modalities and methods, they really help you give you a sense of control over the situation and it helps ease things for you. So, and I'm a total type A personality. I like to be in control. So it's, uh, you know, it's no surprise for me that I'm like, okay, I need these things over here. (laughs) These modalities. (laughs) I think for me, what the most important thing is you are open to healing. You are prepared to heal. And not only that, you are prepared to say, okay, I have a challenge. What can I do about it? And explore the options instead of saying, nope, not me, not doing anything, or this is the only way. You are open to looking at different ways. And I know that I know that as a coach, you do offer that to your clients as well. Mm -hmm. That, oh, this way isn't working. Let's try that one. This isn't Mm -hmm. working. Let's do that. Or what is the reason this isn't working for me? Because I know it should be working for me. It can work for me. And I love that you do that. Caleb, please share what led you to write the anthology and to invite us to be part of it to complement your book. Yeah, so I have, my book is coming out, Transforming Inner Pain releases on July 22nd. Mm -hmm. And really that book has come, uh, it's essentially a piggyback off of my first book, Healing from Grief. Mm-hmm. So Transforming Inner Pain really dives into a lot of the adversities that I've overcome that I briefly mentioned here over the last 10 to 15 years and how I've really worked through that inner pain, how I've done my healing, uh, how I've really learned to step into my power, my truth and embrace everything that I've gone through because it's, it's really shaped who I am today and made me stronger wiser and most definitely has given me a different perspective on life. You know, life is short, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's really helped me with that. So I share a lot of that within the book, but within it, I also have essentially my framework of what I've gone through over the years and things that I've done to really help me overcome all these adversities that I've faced, because let's be honest, a lot of these adversities really could have crumbled me Mm -hmm. and rocked me to my core, right? I could Mm -hmm. have completely stopped working my business. I could have, you know, who knows what I could have done, but it wasn't going to be a a healthy result. But with every adversity that I've faced, I've faced it head on, you know, and I've pushed through and I've persevered and I've come out stronger on the other side. And so I share that framework in there. And it was actually during a prayer and meditation one night where I was really needing to ground myself after a rough day. (laughs) And I was like, you know, just, just letting it flow. I'm like, just tell me what I need to do. Like, give me some guidance. What, what messages need to come through for me today. And the idea of the anthology is really what came, came through. And it was a way for me to be able to 
have others share their stories, powerfully share their stories of how they've overcome difficult adversities in their life, whether it be, you know, they wanted to identify and admit that they had traumatic experiences. I think most of the authors have identified that, to be honest. But well, writing were... it definitely helps you <laughs> identify it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it does. And that was the other thing, too, is, is how can I have women share their stories of overcoming adversity and, and going through really traumatic life experience, experiences that have been pivotal in their life that have really changed and shaped who they are? But how can I also help them work through their healing as well? And I know for me, writing is a very therapeutic process for me. And it really helps give me perspective and helps basically unload the weight that I'm carrying on my shoulders. And that is why I really wanted that anthology to come out is really for that twofold for that reason, help them with their healing journey, because a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of people in general really don't want to process that healing, or they're really struggling to really work through that healing. And as you know, it's been said countless times, like this has been a really therapeutic and healing process for me to share this story and to write it. It's, it's forced me to really look at my healing journey and really to embrace it. And I love it. I love that it's been transformative in that aspect for the, for the co-authors. So the women that are in the anthology, there's 14 of us. We share stories all about overcoming adversity, how we've really uh, tapped into our warrior mindset. We found our inner strength and all the things that we've done to essentially overcome and come through on the other side. And we have stories from, you know, grief and loss, uh, from miscarriages to divorce, to challenging health journeys, to being a parent of a special needs child and so much more. I mean, there's literally, I love it that there's a story practically for everybody, (laughs) (laughs) which makes this anthology, you know, really Mm -hmm. beautiful because they are the most powerful and transformative stories uh, that you will read. They are incredible. And the flip side of that is, is once this anthology is out, bonus that I have for transforming inner pain is this anthology is a bonus. So when you purchase the physical copy of my book, Transforming Inner Pain, you get the ebook copy of Embracing the Journey Anthology for free, which, you know, is essentially my way of saying thank you for the support over the years. But it's also a way for people to tap into other people's stories and experiences in addition, you know, or I should say in conjunction to my book and my stories there. So it's giving them a brighter, uh, broader viewpoint, uh, different inspiration, motivation, and empowerment. And it's not just with, with my book, so to speak. So it's really an extension of what I'm doing and really with the end goal is to really help people with their healing journey and to identify that it's time to heal and to work through that healing because it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult. And if you're not ready to, to take that on, you're not ready to admit that it's time for you to heal. You're, you're going to be, let's be honest, you're going to be in this constant loop, right? Of things that are going on, this perpetual loop of this trauma, trauma, drama, you know, uh, in this negative mindset, and you're not going to get out of there, you know? And so once you identify that it's, it's time to, to let it go, Mm-hmm. It's time to start that healing journey. And that's when the work can really start to begin. And, you know, it, it, let's be honest, it's, it's not pleasant. <laughs> it's not all rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> it's really not. But oh, yeah. when you start this process, it is going to bring up a lot of difficult things. It's going to bring up a lot of emotions, uh, a lot of memories. Um, it, it can be challenging for you, but when you work through it and you start seeing the progress, it really is rewarding. And you can start, you can see that healing journey that you've been on. And, 
you know, even for me, it's been four years since the loss of my dad and I, and I'm still on my healing journey and I have made leaps and bounds in the last four mm-hmm. years, but it's something that I'll always, I'll always be on this healing journey, you know, especially because when you lose a loved one, you don't ever just really get over it, right? They're your loved one. You miss them. You're going to have memories. And so you're going to have things that are going to trigger you. And when you learn how to work through those triggers Mm. and rather than them triggering you in a negative way, you can work through them to have them trigger you in a positive way where they bring you more joy and more happiness, right? And that's really where you want to start to go and move in that direction that the, the, the triggers are a positive trigger is triggering a positive thought, a positive memory, a positive emotion mm. rather than the negative. And it, you know, it's a journey, it's a process, it takes time. And when you get there, that's where, you know, that you're really starting to heal and you can always miss your loved one. You're always going to have memories of your loved one, but you want to get out of that space of that victim mentality out of the space of being so angry about things that are going on and start moving forward because you have life to live. Right. And if we're looking at it in terms of losing a loved one, your loved ones don't want you to sit in pain. They don't want you to sit in more. They want you to live your life and remember them, honor them. Right. And that's really where you want to try and get it when you're dealing with that loss of loved one is get to the point where you can honor their life. You can have those memories. You can still live your life while missing them but you've got to learn to now embrace the life that you have and learn to live it the way that you have, you know, that new life that you have. That is actually such an important (laughs) point, Kayla. I'm so glad you brought it up. Okay. So where can people find you? And so they can connect with you. Yeah. Lucky for you guys. It's super easy. You can go right to my website, kaylabracy.com, or you can find me online on all the social media channels at, at Kayla Bracy. (laughs) Kayla, I just want to say thank you so much for always inspiring us, helping us to heal and helping us acknowledge when there's a challenge and deal Mm -hmm. with it. That is Mm -hmm. such a gift you have there to do this. And uh, you mentioned about the loops. People, we will be exploring what is the difference between looping Mm -hmm. and cycles you're holding in your life. We'll have to get Kayla back to come and talk to us again (laughs) on this because our time very sadly is coming to an end. Kayla, thank you again for getting up early and joining us here and sharing time. Everybody, you're welcome. <laughs> go and look up Kayla, watch out for her book. I know how to transform my life taking part in that anthology and you won't be sorry. Have a good day. Bye-bye.